Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. Beck, you and I are just having a nice little groove to our own music there, having the best time. Happy New Year, my bestie. Happy New Year. I wish everyone saw us because we always just have like a little groove together before the session starts. I love it. It's good fun. Well, our friends on YouTube can see us. So, (laughs) Beck's like, I don't even know that's happening. Our friends on YouTube can see us grooving out and living our best life. (laughs) Now you're going to reconsider your dance moves, right? I'm possibly going to reconsider these headphones as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, welcome to the 2024 season of the Dance Principles United podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Barr, along with my amazing co-host, Rebecca Lou Brennan. We are so excited that you've chose to join us today and pumped for a new year. I'm so pumped for a new year and uh, we've been talking to a lot of our SGC members this week about, you know, getting excited about this year now and Mm. really getting focused on it, uh, reflecting on what you did well last year, reflecting on what you didn't do well last year and then stepping up and just like smashing this year. It's a new year. I get so excited about a new year. I don't know about you, Amanda, but I'm like, there is so much we can achieve. And when we looked back, you and I, on what we achieved last year, it was like really epic, man. Like we really like did so much stuff, but I feel like that's everyone. You forget how much you did until you actually go back and and you're like, oh my God, I did that and that and that and that. And then you're like, wow, I actually really achieved a lot. Um, and I think that's an important process, don't you? Absolutely. You've, you know, we talk about that a lot. But you've got to celebrate your wins because if you don't, mm. no one else is there to celebrate them for you. Mm. No one else is giving you a pat on the back. You've got to, you know, be your own cheerleader because that's what it's all about. And every single one of us, you know, did incredible things and took step forwards, uh, steps, steps forward. Forward. I'll get that right. Steps forward in 2023. But, you know, even if you're not 100% happy with how many, you know, steps forward you took, it's a new year and there's so many new possibilities. And that's the exciting thing about a new year, right? So exciting. So exciting. Well, what are the big things that we noticed that's coming up a lot in mm. our groups last year? All the things is team you know issues with teachers issues with team um and it tends to be like this trend right amanda look it does and i honestly i always found it the hardest part of uh being a business owner was managing a team well and you know i had a big team and i loved it but it's a lot right it takes a lot out of us and it's a i actually found it was a bigger emotional toll than the students was the team um, and I think that you probably get to a point that's like that, depending on, you know, as you kind of grow as a studio owner, because I found that my main role, I was no longer teaching lots of uh, classes or anything like that. My main role was being there to support and be a cheerleader for my team. So that's what I found, you know, uh, I guess 
you know, the hardest thing, the best thing and the hardest thing. It could be both, right? Yep. It was definitely, I had some hard times with it last year for mm-hmm. sure. And um, you really have to self-reflect on those hard t- times, I believe, and go, where could I have changed? What could I have done differently? Where did I go wrong? And I think that self-reflection is so important as a leader because it is very easy to blame your team for everything. I used to be that Mm. person. Um, You know, I think we've all been there where we've blamed a teacher. That's that's why that's happened or that's a staff member Mm. did that. But I think as leaders and, you know, I've really learned as an older business owner now is that you have to consistently actually self-reflect because it does really stop with you. You know, Mm. it is you being the leader and it is you needing to be there to support, guide and, like you said, care about your team. Absolutely. And, you know, if this is something that you feel that you can do work on, it's fine. It's a process, right? There's no end destination. Like, you know, I think that's a big thing for business, right? There's no finish point. It's a journey the whole time. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We talked about this yesterday. It doesn't matter if you own Apple or you're the CEO of Amazon or whatever that is, right? They don't wake up and go, yes, I'm done. I've finished and I've won at business. There is no day that a CEO would do that. Every day it's like, hey, this is my next challenge. This is the next thing I want to achieve. This is, it's an ongoing process. And it is for you too. So if it's something you've struggled in the past, you know, self-reflect, how can you be better this year? And how can you set your team up for incredible success for 2024? Because, you know, ultimately it's you that sets them up for success. Yeah, totally. And I, I love that, you know, everybody is constantly, I'm still learning every single day about team and team's mm. the thing I teach most, as you know, Amanda, but every single day I'm learning, learning, learning. Um, and I think, yeah, it's important to never stop that and to to change your systems. We, we often find that people don't want to change the way they're doing things yes. because they've done it for that long and they just want to get stuck in their ways and no big business that's continued throughout time has ever done that. They always Mm. are consistently evolving, changing, doing all the things. Um, And I think that's really important as well. Absolutely. So we're going to chat about a couple of our tips for setting up for success in 2024. And my first big one is setting clear expectations Mm. because I think that's where, uh, you know, confusion happens, where there's disagreements, where you sometimes feel as a studio owner, oh, I can't believe they're not doing that. Or they might feel the opposite, like, oh, my God, you never told me that, you know, and there's all this like bickering back and forth. And I think a lot of that comes down to not setting clear expectations right oh totally agree and I Mm. think the other thing is like we think that people are going to have the exact same work ethic that we have Mm. so like you know what I mean like or skill set yeah or skill set or just Mm. assume that we think that they should know those things like for example I was giving these examples the other day but it's like for example sitting down in class now it's a non-negotiable with my staff that they don't sit down in class i think that they should be up have the energy in class but if they're allowed to sit down in another studio and you haven't told them they're not supposed to sit down and they're just sitting down teaching because that's what they do everywhere how Mm. do they know that's your expectation or being on their phone in class like i know to us it seems really obvious that they should not be on their phone in class and that's just obvious but again 
Like if you don't tell them that that's an expectation, when they go, when the kids go get a drink break and they then go on their phone and then they get distracted, as we all do, I'm so capable of this myself, you know, get distracted and then they're there and then the kids are all staring at them waiting and then the studio owner loses their mind because they know that, you know, they shouldn't be on their phone and how could they not know that? Just give them that expectation. Like I think there's things that we think are obvious that aren't. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, there are things, you know, and it's so different. Like, you know, you were using the, you know, sitting down in class analogy. I was talking about the, you know, your process for drink breaks, for going Mm. to the toilet in the middle of class with your students. Mm. You know, there's so many things like that. What about like packing up? Do you expect them to turn the fans off and the lights off if they're the last class of the night? Or does the admin or the studio owner go and do that? You know, they're things where sometimes there's not a right or a wrong way. And I think that's a big thing, like, you know, how you let the children, um, you know, when you let them have their drink breaks or how you, you know, control that in your classroom, for example. Sometimes there's not a right or a wrong way. There's many different ways to do that. But if you have like strict thoughts or clear thoughts on how you want your students at your studio to be doing that, that's fine. But it's important that you clearly communicate that because otherwise, how's the other teacher meant to know? Totally. And I I think Mm. even the way that they teach the children, like, Mm. you know, what sort of a school are you? What are your values? Do you want every child to feel special? Do you want the kids to be really pushed because it's a really elite training studio? Yes. And how do you want them to be pushed? How do you want the kids to be spoken to? Because a lot of teachers have come from a certain school where they were spoken to a certain way and they're just going to come in Mm. your studio and do the exact same thing. And that's just because that's where they've come from. But if they know what your expectations are, I know in every interview, that's the first thing I talk about, Amanda, is the values of our school, the expectations in a class, how we want things run, because I want to make sure that that teacher feels comfortable with that because if Mm. they don't they're not the right teacher for me but I think those expectations are important too right absolutely there's so many things in terms of the classroom management that are so um, valuable for you to share with your team and it's that thing you can't just tell them once you know you use the example before that if they'd come if they'd spent 20 years growing up in you know studio number x and then they come to your studio and you do it completely different if you just tell them once, they're going to slip back into bad, bad habits. That's just how we all are. It doesn't mean they're a bad employee. It means that you need to be, you know, uh, mentoring them more. You need to be reminding them. Also talking about your why, not just, hey, I only believe in giving um, one drink break a class, but the why behind it as well, because that'll help them understand it. You know, the drink break is just, a, you know, an example, but whatever that is for you, I think it's important to explain the why behind it. Absolutely. And Amanda, you and I are talking about explaining. And one of the big mistakes Mm. that we see a lot of studio owners do is they send this in a document or an email or a 10-page, what do they call it? Like teacher, I don't know. Yeah, teacher hand, you know, a teacher handbook handbook or or something like that. So I'm telling you now, I've worked for a lot of businesses because I did retail for a lot of years, as you Mm. know. I never once would have read any of the handbook. Like, no. But if that manager came and spoke to me and talked to me about all of that stuff, I'm going to listen to it. So Absolutely. my biggest suggestion is don't 
avoid the confrontation with this and write mm. it all down and expect them to read it and then say, oh, but it was in the handbook because no it was one section reads 5.2, <laughs> you know, or whatever that is. Like, yeah, it's just silly, right? And I think, you know, like if you do want to have some things written down, I do think it's important to have some things oh, written totally. down. Oh, totally. I'm all about, about teacher contracts and stuff like that. All of that, you know, so don't get us wrong. There are definite things you need to have written down um, to protect both you and your employee. However, a discussion can, like, it can't ever be replaced because it can be a back and forth. You can explain your why. They could say, oh, that's not how I've done that. Oh, that would be weird. And you can talk them through it. A discussion is so much more valuable. So I think clear expectations around classroom management is important, but also clear expectations around, you know, additional things that are going on in your studio. Mm. You know, we've all just gone through concert time. And so many of us in the past have had, let's call them icky moments around your staff at concert time, whether that's them going, telling you last minute that they're not coming to rehearsal, whether that's going, oh, I thought I was going to be paid X amount for this and you're only paying me this amount, you know, whatever that is, we've all had icky moments around that time, you know, them pulling out on photo days and all of those things. So set the expectations now. You know, cover yourself now so that there's no icky moments at the end of the year. You know, talk to them now about their expectations on concert day, on presentation day, on photo day, what dates they are, if you have the dates or what dates you expect them to be, how much they're going to get paid, what hours you're going to expect them. And obviously you can confirm it later, but going through that now and talking about clear expectations now, it saves so much headache later on in the year. Totally. And what about expectations with routines? Like mm. what sort of music do you want them to have? Absolutely. When is the routine expected to be finished by so the kids know exactly what they're doing on stage? Because we've all mm. had that moment where the routines come on stage for rehearsal, whatever it is, and the kids have absolutely no idea what they're doing and you're in a panic. Mm. Um, you know, expectations around do you expect the lines to change so that every t- student is in front or – Maybe you're in elite training school and you don't expect that and you want those kids to be showcased. Whatever it is, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but they need to know. It's your expectations. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And, you know, there's nothing worse than getting to concert time and realising that things aren't where you expected them to be. And, again, you need to self-reflect and say, well, did I set those expectations clearly enough from the get-go? Absolutely. So we are all about incredible staff training days um, Mm. to be having these discussions you know how do you run it at pause Beck like how do you set these expectations I know you've got some new staff starting this year what's your plan with you know uh, starting these new staff on the right foot so so much so we've got Mm. a six-hour training session um, and they're all coming and even a couple of them I was saying the other day have gigs and they're actually zooming in from the gig that's because I put that very clear um, in their contracts in everything from the get-go that they are expected to be there on those days from so their we'll, interview is that right like from their interview from you their talk interview. about that they're yeah they're expected because they're not the right person if they don't want to do that for you a hundred percent and mm. it's an it's a non-negotiable it's it's a you know you must be there um, yes. so we will start with we always start with goals setting their goals talking about their goals for their classes because I like to hear Mm. that Um, then I always go into jump in which is bringing new kids into the class especially at this time of year I think that's very important Um, so we actually act that whole process out we even act out the end of that process where they have to come in and actually 
um, learn whether they say to the admin person, this is such and such and they want to enroll, whether they show them to the uniform. So just giving them that whole process. So that role-playing kind of yeah. idea, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So they know exactly how all of that works mm. and my expectations that they walk out of the classroom with the new parent. I think that's all really important. Um, we'll sit down definitely and do some concert and routine planning and chat about all of those sorts of things. And that's where I'll put my expectations in and around that. Um, we'll also just do general expectations and I just have slides of, like you said, what's expected at the end of the night, what time they're expected to be in class. You know, they're expected to be at class mm. 15 minutes before, then they're expected to go into the waiting area and chat to parents and kids. Like All of those things are set out very, very, very clearly for them. I love that. So mm. your staff training day, you're saying it's like six hours long. You mm. know, how do you get them excited about their staff training? Do your, does your team love the staff training? Do they look love forward it. to it? Love it. Um, mm. Love it, love it. And I've, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because I know we've got lots of, um, you know, new listeners. But I've had some very high-end teachers who were not impressed at all, let me tell you, that they had to come to staff training. Um, yes. And at the end, like, they kind of really humped in. Like, they were really cranky. I could tell from the get-go and they had that, well, I can't believe I have to be mm. here kind of face on. Even though I these paid are... them for the day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about, you know, teachers that go to all the full-time studios Correct. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And they're quite, Correct. you know, Insta-famous and all of that style, right? Exactly. Um, mm. And one of my proudest moments as a studio owner was at the end of one of those training sessions when one of them stood up and said that this was the most amazing thing they've ever had. They've never had this at any studio, that they feel so uplifted and empowered by the day, that they are just so grateful for it and they loved it. And mm. I think that was a moment for me to go okay we're doing something good here and yes. you know they want to feel like they know exactly what they're doing as well and they feel more comfortable in your studio when they know what they're supposed to be doing absolutely everyone wants mm. to know what they're doing they want to feel confident in their job right they want to feel super confident with what they're doing and that they're providing a great you know class service whatever that is for your clients and you know, a couple of things that like I know you do, Beck, and, you know, you talked about that this particular teacher, um, you know, loved the day and was so excited. And one of the things we talked about, we had a tribe masterclass on this the other day, which I know so many of our members loved. And one of the things we talked about was not talking at your staff. Mm. No one wants to go back to year nine English and be spoken to and, you know, fed things from a teacher that's so boring. That's not what inspires a team. What inspires a team is setting goals together, working together. And obviously, as the leader, you lead the conversation. That's how it works. And you lead the expectations. But you also have to give them a voice because so many of our team have so many great ideas. And you need to hear that too, because you know, you've got to give them a little bit of power in the room as well because that what is what makes a great team, right? Oh, 100%. I remember one mm. of the sessions we did was how we're going to make every child in the class feel special because we'd, we'd had quite a bit of feedback. And I, I often do sessions around, you know, negative feedback that we get from clients because I, yep. I get negative feedback and I go, okay, fair call. 
how mm-hmm. can I change this? And so one, we have really big classes at Pause. And so one yep. of the negative feedbacks was that this child was, you know, a quiet, well-behaved child who just felt like they weren't ever given any notice because they weren't one of the best dancers. They weren't one of the worst dancers. They weren't a naughty kid. And so they're just doing their thing, but they don't get any feedback. So yep, my fair. session was on. Yeah, ex- yep. totally fair. So my session was on how can we make every child in the class feel special? And so we all break mm. off into groups and come up with these different ways. And man, a minute, my staff came up with so many great ideas around this and it really changed the culture of the school Yes, straight away. You know, I could Amazing. see it straight away that they were making that effort to make every child feel special, to 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 name every child, to, you know, they had different tools that they were each doing in each class. Mm. Even hip hop was doing like a circle at the end where each child got to do a bit of a dance break and they were, you know, going, yeah, for them. And so yep. just things like that where your team get to chat to each other and come up with ideas and then share those ideas with the whole team and then everyone's like, yes, that's amazing is so powerful. It's so powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, the team are going to respond so much better to that when the ideas are their own as well, mm-hmm. not just all of your ideas as well. And I think that's so, so valuable. We've seen some of our um, incredible SGC members, our Studio Growth Club members, you know, really, you know, run with the idea of team training. You know, um, Dancing with Marie, Marie from <laughs> Dancing with Marie. Oh, my God, she's running like these epic trainings. She's doing gift bags for all the team so they feel really valued. And not spending a lot of money, but just, you know, something that's on the desk that makes them like walk in and go, oh, this is nice. This is a bit special. I know she did like drink bottles for them and like personalized notebooks and stuff like that. You know, having these like really nice lunches, like just little things like that can make your team feel valued, right? Wow, the growth in her though, because, oh my God, you know, when I Shout started- Shout out Marie. We love Marie. Oh my gosh. Um, so I started with Marie before Studio Growth Club doing yes. teacher training, which I used to do, as you know, and go into different studios and do teacher training. Mm. And she, the first time, was even too scared to stand up in front of her staff. She didn't even do yep. that. And now she's running- the most epic training days that are so inspiring and amazing. And it is scary that first time. I totally agree. Mm. The first time I did it, I was absolutely pulling my pants. And especially because I think it's really important to stand up in front of them as their leader and not talk at them. I'm not saying that, you know, as we said, but to be standing and they're sitting and you're, you know, the the leader in the room as any Mm -hmm. retail or whatever would. Um, And I think the first time is scary. And then they love it. And then the second time, is as you do it, it gets easier and easier and easier and you get better and better at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love some of those like little things that make a big difference, right? Like, you know, I've done them at different venues just to kind of like change it up. Like I've hired a space to make it exciting. Mm. But and that's great. But then even sometimes just setting up the tables in a different way in the studio, yeah. you know, uh, bringing in a big screen so that I can put slides on, you know, little, yeah, little things like that, you know, can make such a big difference. Like it just sounds so little, but it just makes the staff walk in and go, oh, this is fun. This is different. I feel important. I feel special rather than it just be like, hey, we're just all hanging out on the waiting room chairs. It's not in any kind of order. Like, you know what I mean? It Because so many of our staff have never had the chance, you know, especially if they're, they're young or, to be honest, like, you know, if, they're just, if they've been dance teachers, they've never been to a, a conference. 
um, or anything like that. So to give them that kind of experience can be super exciting for them. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like you can get super cute notebooks and little pens from Kmart that you can stick on all of their seats. Um, You can get a Woolworth platter of the um, wraps from Woolworths. God, those Woolworths wraps are nice. Actually, you can oh my get god, they're so Col- good. <laughs> they're so good. You can get it from Coles. We're going to go off topic. <laughs> no, this is not off topic because I think this is important for them to cater the event. Is where I'm getting absolutely. to because yeah, yeah, I think if you cater it and they are all given lunch rather than them going out and getting lunch, it mm-hmm. lunchtime can be the most amazing part of that journey because they're all chatting together and getting to know each other better. But absolutely. Like, you know, even Coles, you can get them. You can get dessert boxes now from Coles. Like there's so many cheap options for you so to many just good options. make them feel valued, like you said, Amanda, and make Absolutely. them feel special on that day. And it just lifts that day up. Absolutely. You know what I've done even? And, you know, we have our favorite cafe across the road from the studio that was there. Yeah. And so, you know, I just uh, had their like menus, like yeah. I retyped them up and let them tick what they wanted. And then, you know, we ran them over so that they were ready and then the cafe delivered them to us. But, you know, just letting them like tick the menu and write their name and that kind of thing. Like, it's nice, right? It's like when you go to a big event, it's fun to do that. And it's a bit exciting and a bit different. And those things, you know, they can mean a lot to your staff. Um, And I think that's so, so lovely. I know when you did this amazing session for Tribe, Amanda, you were talking to them about involving your staff in your goals. Absolutely. And I think that's really important as well, like letting them be a part of those goals and, and relating it to them, like obviously mm. not saying, I want to get 300 students so I can go to America this year, but, you know, like <laughs> so actually I can make more like, money yeah. <laughs> buy a nice but, car. <laughs> right, not doing that, but relating no. it to them that bigger classes is better for them because it's more fun and it's Absolutely. easier to teach bigger classes because it goes quicker. Like it's so Your hard Curry to teach looks better on stage. Over yep. 15. Um, and also that you're affecting more children in a positive way. Mm. And we know that's why they're doing what they do. They love affecting kids in a positive way. And I think that's important as well. Absolutely. I think, you know, allowing them to set those goals and also talk about what's in it for them. Because, you know, like you said, like if there's nothing in it for them, I understand why they're a bit like, eh, why do I want to work hard for this goal? It's not my goal. It's the studio owner's goal. But if it's what's in it for them, they can get more excited about it. And what's in it for them can be, you know, things like, yeah, your curry looks better. The class is easier to teach. It could be, hey, we can finally move to that bigger concert venue, um, that better theatre because we've got more students. Or, you know, um, our ongoing goal is that we go to a bigger premises or that you might get more work or that I can put you on full-time or permanent part-time. It might be that they can, you can afford to send them to a staff training mm-hmm. or it might be that, you know, you go out as a team and celebrate when you hit a certain number. But those things are what gets your staff excited, not just, oh. hey, we want to hit 300 students because I want 300 students. Totally. And I remember mm. the, one of the first times I spoke to my staff about preschool numbers, which was, you know, good 10 years ago now and wanting to really build that. And Mm. one of the staff members then said, Hey, I'd love to go around to the preschools and hand out flyers for you. Would that be something you're interested in? Like sometimes they volunteer to then help you grow. Like you don't even realize that, but some of them are actually really excited to help with that stuff. Absolutely. Because everyone wants to be a part of something bigger. Mm. Everyone wants to be, you know, part of a team and a part of a team that's doing incredible things. 
So that's our challenge to you is, you know, really set your team up for success in 2024. Set clear expectations with them so that there's nothing left to chance. And, you know, you really need to be self-reflecting on if something's happened in the past, is it because you weren't super clear about those expectations? And also dream big with them. Set goals Mm -hmm. together. Get excited about the possibilities together and celebrate together. I think that's our biggest takeaways from today. Right, Beck? Yep. Absolutely, guys. So hopefully we've inspired you to really think about your team this year, to get on top of it, to spend that time with them um, and to really make those expectations clear and, you know, self-reflect on where you went wrong last year and change it up this year because this year is going to be epic. We cannot wait to help you run the most incredible studio of your dreams in 2024. Hey, if you need any help, we are here. Drop us a DM. We'd love to have you join us in Dance Principles United Tribe or in Studio Growth Club. Just drop us a DM on Instagram and we can tell you all about it, but cannot wait to be back in your ears next week. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, everyone. Bye.